And good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. Always nice to talk to you, especially when it's a Friday. (laughs) It's always fun to be able to say it's Friday and the weekend is almost here. Hey, we have 30 minutes to uh, talk to Dr. Jason Gouliou today. And of course, we've talked to him many times. And we're going to be talking about a myriad of things. We're going to touch on that, uh, the chamber that he has. And and we've talked about that before, but we're going to kind of give you a couple of examples on how that's benefited people. Now, the hyperbolic chamber, by the way. Uh, Now, before we welcome him into the show, let me give you the different ways that you can listen. Because yes, you have us on the radio, but you do also have an app that you can put on your mobile device. You have Alexa power devices. You have a streaming online at WISR680.com so you can listen live. Or you also have the opportunity that if you have to leave us at some point today, what you can do is go back onto our website pick programs, and then let's talk, and then you can listen to our podcast for the day, and this will be it. So the audio player just shows, and then you can look for Dr. Jason Gouliou from there. So Dr. Jason, how are you today? You're on the phone with me? I am. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Welcome back to the show. It's always nice to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you. So this hyper, so, yeah, the hyperbaric chamber, I know we were, or hyperbolic, which one? You correct my terminology. Uh, hyperbaric. Okay. Is there a hyperbaric yeah. and hyperbolic? Yeah, but that's a little different game. Okay, so this so. is the hyperbaric. Okay, okay, <laughs> hyperbaric. Um, so you know what? As I as we talked previous, I just started to think about stuff as you were introducing me. So I did want to say this, that the, the website for the office is completely re- revamped, like brand new. Um, so drjason.com, D-R-J-A-I-S-O-N.com, that's still a viable um, address but it's going to take you to my uh, new site, which is called Functional Natural Medicine. And it has every single thing that I do at the office, that, like, you know, all the therapies I utilize, like kind of like the discussions of, you know, small discussions of everything, um, all the testing, all the therapies. It has actually, um, I wrote my Lyme story it, and, you know, again, um, in much more detail. And so like, it's very defined and well-written. I, well, you know, listen to me saying well-written. Um, but I wasn't really ever put on paper really hardcore like I did on this one. So, um, that's something that probably most people should know because I keep forgetting that I even have that thing. And I found Um, it. It it looks really nice. My function first, functional, naturalmedicine.com. Yeah, it looks nice. It, yeah, she did a my my designer did a great job. I'll tell you what. And plus, actually, the the radio shows she can pull them off and put them on there too. Yep, absolutely. So, so you know, which is really nice. So like, there's a bunch of shows on there from over the years. And um, anyway, like I said, that's something that's number one I should mention. And it also discusses the chamber um, in some level of detail. Not a not a ton ton of obviously because you know everything's going to apply differently to each patient. But it kind of gives you an overview. Um, but anyway, so that's number one I should talk about. And in the discussion of the hyperbaric chamber today, um, other thing that I didn't mention is that we're getting, we're adding more space to the office. So there's an upstairs to my current location. And right now, um, it's in the middle of like a bit of a remodel. And so I actually have. I'm going to add an infrared sauna, um, which is actually defined on the website. And I'm actually adding another hyperbaric chamber, a little larger one, so you can have like a couple people of time go in. Um, you know, especially like when 
you've got a, like a little kid or a little, or even like a couple kids who you want to get in, but you know, you need to have a parent to kind of be in there with them. Um, so that's going to be hopefully within the next couple months that that should be all kind of up and running, but that's actually started happening this week, which is, again, I kind of forgot about and I shouldn't because it was so noisy, but that's a cool thing. So that's good. Um, but getting specific about what I want to kind of define right now or what I want to kind of move into is um, we're now in April of 21 at this point, and we've been through a year a plus of whatever you want to define this COVID situation as. And um, I've had a lot of experience, a ton with it. I've seen a lot of it. And I've also been seeing copious amounts of pneumonia that um, just, I would say, <laughs> I don't know if I've, in my 20 years of practice, I've seen more pneumonia in the past six months than I have ever, ever seen, like, the totality. You know what I'm saying? Really? That's interesting. So yeah. it just, it's exploded. Um, anyway, the point is, you know, obviously people are going to go through their regular physician and all that stuff. And, you know, but, you know, there's a lot of people that don't want to sit and you utilize a bunch of harsh medications, a bunch of drugs, and they want to do things that are on a more natural side. And I offer those solutions. And I mean, I, you know, let's, let's get this clear because people are like always freaking out about this. I'm not treating COVID. Okay. Like I don't care to treat COVID. I'm treating the patient who has COVID. Okay. There's a big differential in that because people get up in arms about treating this and treating that. I'm treating the person. And in order to treat the person, you have to restore the functionality of the system. Now, when someone comes with pneumonia, what's going on? Their lungs are filling with like fluid or they're thick for some reason, okay? Whether it's viral or bacterial or even fungal components can do it. So what we've been able to do is utilize the chamber to really restore function to the physiology in those lungs. And I'm seeing people clear within three visits. Um, so they come in, they have the diagnosis, and they go in the chamber for Usually it's an hour. And after the first one, they feel better. I mean, literally, like, cause I'll talk to everybody after just to make sure everything's good, you know, what's going on. And they're like, man, I can breathe way better. And so usually it takes about three, <clears throat> excuse me, to get the physiology to kind of like start pumping and moving again, you know? But um, if you think about it, you're providing a deep penetrating oxygen to the tissue. So you're in a chamber, it creates pressure. That creates a smaller molecule of oxygen. The oxygen then can go to the organ systems it's needed. And so basically, you provide more oxygen to the blood, therefore more healing, therefore more cell function. And I'm seeing this over and over again. And so, um, you know, you can actually look up. I mean, there's there's national um, websites for the hyperbaric chamber use. And um, you know, they're in hospitals and stuff like that. And I mean, basically it's interesting because I had a burn patient the other day and, um, I've known him for like probably two decades now. He's been a patient of mine forever. And, uh, I didn't, wasn't treating him for the burn, but 
um, when he was in, I was like, man, what, why didn't, I said, what did they do? And he told me a few things. And I said, why didn't they put you in a hyperbaric chamber? He was like, I don't know. They never offered it. And so <clears throat> he came back in the other day and basically was like, well, they told me insurance wouldn't cover it. And so the caveat is it's approved for like 12 things, like through like insurance coverage. Okay. You can use it for any level of person or any level of physiological function, but obviously there's not going to be insurance coverage on it. And that's the caveat, you know, basically insurance only approves a very small amount of, you know, coverage for something like that. Sure, so basically yeah. like, it, you know, that's, they're available in hospitals, but they're being used for like a smaller portion than they could be. And that's basically dictated by the insurance coverage and everything else. And I mean, that's like, I'm not going to get into all the details of sure. like, yeah, but why we, that's an issue. If we were to go to you, do we have to use insurance or, or can we still? No, I don't. I don't even like, I don't even, honestly, I don't attempt to use it because they're going to deny it anyway. And it's just going to be a waste of everybody's time. So I make it, um, I keep it really affordable. I try to do everything. I mean, like I told a guy the other day, I'm like, look, man, I said, you know, I want to weigh every process that's going on. And that includes the fact that, you know, people are paying out of pocket for a lot of this stuff. And I respect that. So I want to make sure that what's done is proper. It's right. It's going to happen. You're going to see healing quickly. And then the person can like, you know, get the care to move on and get better, you know? So I feel like that, something we have to understand is just because insurance doesn't approve something doesn't mean it doesn't work. It doesn't mean it's not usable, viable, good. As a matter of fact, um, it's more a matter of at this point, when you come down to insurance, it's just cost saving measures beyond any, beyond anything else. And that's been occurring for like the last decade, you know, and I get it. I mean, healthcare costs are insane. There's no doubt. But the point is, you know, there is not going to be reimbursement, nor do I care about that. And, you know, in the chamber itself, I can run six per day. It's full, like most of the time. What we've been doing actually is extending hours over lunch to get a couple people in to get them half hour treatments because you can put you can put kids in for a half an hour, you know, and they have a they have a, a good response to it. So like we're staying over lunch now to get people in to make sure we're getting enough people like, you know, that they can get it because I don't want someone who needs that to wait, you know? Um, but anyway, I've seen pneumonia respond wonderfully, like really wonderfully. I was a funny, I had a patient go in this week, um, a pneumonia case. He's in her seventies. She got out. I was talking to her. I treated her too. I got a call from her daughter like an hour later and said, so my mom said I have to get in there because I'm having the same symptom she is, you know? So um, it's funny that thing just like generates healing and therefore like people talk about it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, everybody has to be evaluated properly to make sure that the therapy that's right for them. Okay. Obviously there's no doubt. And I'm going to like always be there to make sure that is. And, you know, it's, it's always 
first a phone call, first a discussion. And, you know, there are components of claustrophobia. Um, you know, people get, it's a little smaller tight space, but there's a big window. And so um, it's really not that scary. And it's, it's the interesting thing about something new is it's something new and different. And people are really not too cool with new, you know, we're, we're very heavy creatures of habit, you know? And so it's, it's okay to be a little, have a little trepidation or be a little afraid, but like, there's nothing that can like happen to you in there. Like it's the only sensation you feel when you're in this thing is when it's going to pressure, you feel some uh, pressure on your ears, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like when you're flying and most people have that experience. Um, and once you're in a pressure, you don't, there's nothing. You just lay there and you breathe your oxygen. You can read, you're on your phone, you listen to music, whatever. And then you feel it as you come down, as we, as we shut off the pump and release the pressure. And so um, the cool thing is it's all climate controlled. And there, there's an, I, I have one with an air conditioning unit. So if it gets warm, it cools it down. But there's no humidity. Um, is, it and, a, is it a tube or a room? It's a tube. Yeah, like I the, the the hyperbaric rooms are like you know five hundred thousand dollars in sure, the hospital, yeah. baby. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're actually it's interesting you say that because um, Israel is doing like crazy studies on this stuff, um, and they're it's it's the finest hyperbaric medicine primarily is what they're calling it. But again, you know, Europe and other countries and they're way ahead of us in most everything medicine wise and most everything health wise. Um, that's a topic for another day, but the point is they've actually done studies where they've had like a bunch of scholars or something in a chamber. Right. And they have them do like math problems or complicated issues. Right. You know, right. Whatever it is. They, have shown that people are technically smarter in the chamber than outside of it because you have more oxygen going to the brain. Like, it's kind of funny, like, these, like, real intelligent human beings, however you measure intelligence, I suppose, measure more intelligent when they're under more oxygen. So you know that you're getting it to the brain. You know, I mean, they can do the PET scans, and I mean, you know, all the studies are there already. I mean, it's like there are thousands of them that have been done on, you know, for example, they have people with brain issues or, you know, Parkinson's or Alzheimer's and they do PET scans. And so a PET scan is measuring like the activity in the brain, you know, and then they'll do chamber visits and then they'll measure it again and you'll see differential in the brain. I mean, that's how powerful, how powerful this is. You know, you can actually see physiological changes in the brain. Because a lot of times when people go, get a scan on their brain there's a there's a little caveat of they'll like call it like vascular damage and they'll kind of minimize it and they'll kind of chalk it up to age you know but what if it isn't what if it's whenever you've had trauma you know and you created a component of different oxygenation to that organ which again is important because that's what provides us with our function and then you can you know therefore change that and trigger a change in it and so we've seen that stuff happen 
but what I want to go on, because we're about 15 minutes in or 15 minutes left on this. Um, I have a case for this patient and I have to talk about her because it's just, it's, it, it involves the use of the hyperbaric chamber, but not completely. This is just one of those cases that I think illustrates how people heal and like why it kind of doesn't matter what you call something, you know, like that's what medicine's job is. Okay. Medicine's job is to find the process of disease, whatever it is, name it and treat it. That's what they do. Whether they use surgery or drugs or whatever, like that's the primary component. You're taking symptoms, you're naming them to whatever end, there's no judgment on my part about that. I don't care about that. That's the point. You know, like everyone does it. That's what our society does. However, what's not done in that is the creation of understanding of functionality and that the cells work a certain way and you can make them work better no matter what. So I have this little patient named Vivian and she has trisomy 18. Okay. Now, if anybody wants to know what that is, you can look it up. You can Google trisomy 18. But the bottom line is it's kind of like a more severe version of Down syndrome, okay? So it's a genetic disorder. So let me be clear that, again, I am not treating trisomy 18. I'm not even pretending to, okay? I'm treating Vivian. Now, most trisomy patients or patients, people don't make it even past the womb, so to speak, you know, when they um, don't, they're, they're not born. It's a high mortality rate. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so then when they're born, pretty much when you come down to it, you're not given much chance of survival. Like the parents are pretty much told, and I know this for a fact, because I talked to, um, Rose and Phil, who are the parents of Vivi, pretty much almost every, easily every week, you know, um, I mean, honestly, like, I've become close to these guys because we've talked so much that, you know, Rose will text me almost every day about, like, kind of like things that's go- things are going on, you know, like, the little wins we've seen, you know, the, the, the hard stuff, you know, like, I just, I just have become, like, pretty tied to this little human being and this family. But anyway, so Vivi's born and they're pretty much like, well, you know what? These little, these people don't live very long, so don't get attached. Okay. And so I knew the family very long time. I treated many of their family members. I treated Rose, Rick and Phil. And Rose and I sat down like very early on in um, Vivian's life. And she's over two now. Um, And Rose said, what can we do to help or what can we do to keep her, you know, or keep, keep her going as long as we can. Right. And I said, well, I said, the first thing you have to understand, no matter what, is that beyond the genetics, there are certain ways the cells work. You know, the mitochondria is going to bring in, you know, certain things. It's going to create ATP. It's going to generate energy. We know that occurs no matter what, as long as there's breath going into those lungs. We know that 
the GI system has to work a certain way. We know that, you know, the nervous system has to work a certain way. It may not work as well, but it has to work a certain way. Like there's no, there's no question that it has to still function, right? So what we did was we started to treat each level of function. So we understood what the gut was doing and improved that, okay? And so I ran what's called a GI map on Vivian. And so we found out what was not working in that little GI system, and we started to give things to improve it. I looked at the neuro components, neurological function, looked at the cranial side, and started treating that real gently. And she had some real scary moments, and they were in the hospital a bunch of times, and they came out. Every time she came out alive, we just kept treating, you know, and kept treating. And you know, there were times when I would get a phone call and they were on their way to the hospital and they'd be talking about what's going on because Vivian has a septal defect in her heart, okay? And that's a hole between the ventricles. Now, that's non-operable in her case, okay? But at this point, she's doing really well. And they went and got a transfusion because her oxygen started getting really low and the wild thing is the pre and post blood work looked exactly the same and i had all this data and i was looking at it and so i kept kind of mentioning just the use of the hyperbaric chamber for her because you know understanding that oxygenation to the tissue is a primo primary component so after that transfusion and we saw no change in the hemoglobin and all the, you know, like the, the oxygen in the blood, um, I sat down with those guys and I was like, look, I said, we've seen a lot of wins here and there's been some losses, okay, but she's still with us and she doesn't know she shouldn't be. I think that's the most important component, whatever the disability is or whatever the like, process is. That body is going to do what it's supposed to do, regardless of like our emotion around it, right? Like, you know, there's a ton of emotion that goes with having to see a little human suffer, okay? But Vivi doesn't know what's going on other than this is this process and this is her moment, right? And every day you take. And actually, last night, I was treating her and Rose and I were talking, you know, and I said, this little person makes me appreciate every moment I have, you know, like, and I think that's what we're seeing in like, in what Rose talks about, because all you have is a moment and none of us are promised anything really, if you think about it, you know, Vivian just brings that to the forefront and makes you appreciate the fact that like, you know, life is super precious, but um so anyway we start getting vivi in the chamber now what i'm doing with her is i'm bringing her up the pressure really slow okay so we don't have any ear issues because she can't tell me if her ears hurt right and um and that kid's done fantastic the coolest thing is she's like moving more right like actually she almost like jumped out of my arms the other day i was like blown away by it because her her skin looks better her her color's better um, it's just fascinating to watch this little human being like blossom as she's healing. 
Now, mind you, again, trisomy is present. The septal defect is present. But that doesn't mean you still can't affect the system positively. Now, I'm sure there's going to be a hard road for that family, right? But we're seeing a really great change in the physiology. And she's doing great. I mean, um, objective measures are coming. You know, we're waiting for lab data actually to come through because it's hard to draw from a little tiny little arm like that, you know, so it has to be done at a, you know, basically a pediatrician's office. Um, but, you know, we're looking at the change of functionality. We know that she's absorbing nutrients now because we know her gut's working the right way. We know that she's getting oxygenation because she's utilizing the chamber and her color's better. Her, there's, oxygen like when they measure the oxygen it's staying up now you know so we're just simply taking all this a day at a time but the bottom line is i think we tend to look at the work i do or people tend to look at it as like they compartmentalize it into like you know oh i have to feel bad to see somebody like right you know like me like I have to have some kind of bad stuff going on. And the real the reality of it is like we can take any person physiologically and help improve what's going on, no matter where they are on that path, you know? Because most of us probably could use something to like make us work better, you know, like just beyond anything else, even this year, the stress of everything. I mean, think about think about the anxiety and the fear and the stress that's been pounded at us and how we feel that so hard, you know? But even when we feel bad. that stress, that can be felt at the cellular level, which is what you're talking about with the chamber. Yeah. And it's, you know, you, I mean, okay. So like real quick, stress shoots cortisol up, affects serotonin, affects other neurotransmitters, epinephrine, dop neuroepinephrine, dopamine, it affects hormones, estrogen, testosterone. You know, you can affect 10 things when cortisol spikes. And chronic cortisol spiking is really bad. Chronic cortisol spiking is responsible for, you know, cardiovascular damage, heart attacks, strokes. I mean, you name it. I mean, this world is crushing us. I mean, there really is. And like, I'm like, I'm full up on it. Nobody else is, but I'm like full up on like just accepting the crushing, you know, like I want people to push and fight, you know, we want to fight back. We want to get better. We want to get healthy. And I mean, I am actually so busy. I mean, it's great. You know, like I'm getting calls from around the country, get other States. I get emails from people. Um, I don't know why, I guess, because like, reputationally I've been found to do a good job for people and I try to do that but like I got people that call me from Georgia from South Carolina from New York I'm just trying to think of the ones this week right and they're they're searching they're looking they need answers you know and like um it's all about improving that physiology like I don't care what you call it that's medicine's job that's they're they're good at that I mean like I'm not even 
I don't care about that side of things. That's that's not my that's not my place or my point, nor do I want it to be. Right. And, J- and Jason, we only have about two minutes left, but I think that is a great connection between what you're saying and how you named your business. It's my function first. You're just trying to get the body to function again. Right. And I think that, you know, it's funny because I made that changeover in like the late 2000s, oh, eight, I think, essentially. Because as I evolved as a practitioner, I realized what, you know, where I wanted, where I wanted to go. So my function first of health solutions, exactly that, you know, it's a, a quick discussion I had with a patient this week was, you know, we were talking about the fact that like people are afraid of the unknown. Like she was afraid to come and see me because she didn't know what I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so, and she realized there's nothing to be afraid of. I and mean, we're not really all that scary. I promise. Um, you're not but, scary at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. No. But, you know, it's just a matter of, like, it's different. I know that. Like, I've done this for 20 years. I know it's different. Um, but I think that different is good. We need different now. You know, like, people need it. I know because, like I said, like, my office is, like, just buzzing, man. We're super busy. Yeah. That being said, 724-586-5858 is my number. Um website drjason.com d-r-j-a-i-s-o-n.com and it, like i said it takes you to the, um functional natural medicine and functional natural medicine is actually the way that i practice it's defined by me specifically actually i actually own the trademark on it because i wanted to differentiate from even functional medicine itself okay because i this is all mine. Like I did this, like I put this together as my process. Um, at some point I'm going to teach this process because that's my next step. You know, like I will be doing that within the next five years. So anyway, anybody has any questions? Seven, two, four, five, eight, six, five, eight, five, eight. Thanks for taking the time to listen to me. Jason, thank you so much. You're reading my mind on your contact information. Again, the website. <laughs> if you just want to go functional natural medicine, you can do that. But if you want to look up Dr. J's information as well, it'll take you right there. Dr. Jason Gulio, thank you as always so much for your time. Thank you.